On the news line with us now, Paul Sievers is the director of the formerly on-campus Bucknell Program for American Leadership and Citizenship, an associate professor of literary studies at Bucknell. He's a deacon in the Russian Orthodox Church at Lewisburg, serves as an advisor for uh, one of the religious groups on the Bucknell campus. And Bill Groover's on the line. He's a senior fellow at the Open Discourse Coalition. They now have a building in downtown Lewisburg. He's a professor emeritus of management at Bucknell University, former mayor of Eagles Mayor and a U.S. Navy veteran and a former submariner, he also a former general partner at Goldman Sachs. Let's start out with Paul. Let's get that finding of fact underway from both of you, really. First, the Open Discourse Coalition. Tell us about that. Well, it's a group of alumni, and they are generously uh, providing funds for the uh, center that is being opened in downtown Lewisburg and also for programming on campus through our faculty association, sponsoring uh, faculty and student research and classes and uh, providing space for faculty and students to work down at the center, uh, all in the interest of open discourse, so supporting work that um, is open to the traditional liberal arts idea of let's shine different points of view on issues and try to get closer to the truth that way in a in a civil way and bill please elaborate on this coalition that has formed of individuals who uh, feel very strongly about uh, this country yeah thank you mark it's uh, the coalition is a very important word in our title um we're we're, our supporters are, are not just Bucknell alumni. It's predominantly Bucknell alumni. Uh, some of the more prominent alumni have provided some of the seed funding, but we've, we've, we've also attracted um, scores of, of other alumni um, who represent every generation of Bucknell alumni covering each decade starting in the 1950s going up until the 2000 teens. The support across the Bucknell alumni base is extraordinary for our effort, but we also have support from non-Bucknell people who feel so strongly about our cause that, that the, uh, you know, the, the woke culture, the cancel culture has, has gone a little too far in the in the country as a whole and we can't fix the whole country but we can do what we can locally and we're trying to restore the balance that father paul just talked about um where we where we have the most direct ability to do so and that that would be bucknell and Paul, we have talked about the Bucknell Program for American Leadership and Citizenship. Uh, re-explain to our audience what that is all about. Well, we're a group of faculty that wanted to support uh, speakers and also development of new classes and uh, research between faculty and students um, that uh, deal with uh, the liberal arts tradition of the great books, of critical thinking, and of different points of view. So we've sponsored events such as having Robert George and Cornell West on campus, uh, two professors from the right and from the left who 
are able to disagree but model civil discourse, which is one thing that we think is important to continue. And we see problems with both the extreme right and the extreme left in our country, and we especially want to encourage our students to learn how to thoughtfully disagree and express um, their differences in thoughtful ways so that we can all get closer to the truth and help solve problems and big issues in our society today. Well, let's start out with that uh, main point, though, really the importance of this. I have said uh, multiple times here that we have fallen into a really critical abyss right now where the country is so badly divided that uh, we really just can't even uh, discuss these things civilly. We'll start out with Bill. Uh, How tough is the uh, situation we're in right now, and how critical is it that we get out of this situation nonviolently and with our republic intact? I don't want to overstate this, but if, if a college campus, of all places in our society, if a college campus can't tolerate free and open debate on important topics of the day, where can we in our in our country and and to that point um, our kickoff event last fall uh, took on a a third rail topic systemic racism is it factual truth or is it poetic truth and we brought in scholars this was all because of covid it was all on the web and it's and and you can archive it and watch it at www.opendiscoursecoalition.org um, we brought in two scholars, uh, one from Stanford and one from Roosevelt University in Chicago, who debated the topic. And uh, an alumnus uh, who was on the panel along with Father Paul captured the evening when toward the end he said, isn't this great? You two guys really don't agree, but you both still have smiles on your face and you're not raising your voices. And that's all we're trying to do, primarily for the Bucknell students, as Father Paul said, because right now the campus has become an echo chamber of one point of view, and we're trying to restore some balance to the, uh, to the intellectual climate on campus. Paul, a reflection of the division on campus, the lack of a, a decent discourse or dialogue, and this is a, and relate that to the whole nation's divide right now. Right. Well, just to follow up on that one event, and and I would say um, that uh, I think Bucknell is. Uh, relatively better than some other institutions in the country, but this is something affecting American higher education and media and community discussions at large, as you noted earlier, Mark. But when we had those two speakers in the program in the fall, uh, both of them very um, experienced and qualified uh, 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 intellectuals who happen to be black, Um, offering different perspectives on the issue of systemic racism, how to define it, how helpful the concept is or not. Um, You know, is it it more the result of uh, government intervention or is it, you know, more the result of racism in the culture? You know, there, there are various different viewpoints within the black community among intellectuals as represented by the two professors that we had as guests. 
Um, but the reaction on the part of some faculty members uh, who were white was that they felt that the event should be canceled. And when I pointed out to them that they were asking that two black intellectuals be canceled, that they as white people were asking that, they didn't seem to see any kind of contradiction because they felt so strongly that this was an issue that should not even be debated. Uh, there, there should not be different points of view presented, even if those points of view exist within the, the black intellectual community. So I think that's an example of how uh, some of these issues have become so ideological that you can't question or discuss, even if that discussion may help shed more light on problems and give us a better idea of how to solve some of these sorts of problems. And that really hinders us in a lot of fields as academics. And again, this is something that we see across the country. Um, and um, if, if we don't tackle it now in various constructive ways, I think it's only going to get worse and, and it, it will really hinder us from solving problems as a nation. I'm always a skeptic, and so I like to assume the worst-case scenario. And I used to say, well, this is, at this time last year or two years ago, I'd say, well, this kind of division we have in the U.S. is hurting us, and uh, we're in real trouble. But I really take the temperature of the nation now and the division now, and I significantly believe that we are in trouble now as a democracy. Bill, your reaction to my observation? I, I hope you're wrong, but I feel you're not. Um the um, and I get back to what I said earlier that that I don't think we can look to Washington to solve this problem. I think this problem is it has to be solved, beginning at the local level and doing what each of us can, whether it's the school board, or whether it's the borough council, or whether it's mayor of the town, or whether it's working with faculty like. Father Paul and, and the Bucknell Program for American Leadership and Citizenship, um, we have to, each of us have to do what we can, and we'll, we'll, if the country's going to get back to where we all want it, where most of us reasonable people want it to be, it's going to have to happen from the bottom up. So enter the fact that the Bucknell Program for American Leadership and Citizenship moves off campus. At some point, that happens. Paul uh, explains what happens when it moves off campus. I think at the moment, we're situated as a faculty group that, you know, we're allowed to have events on campus. Uh, I think what has moved off campus right now um, is the funding and the support and the logistical operation for that in in the Open Discourse Center and the alumni and other supporters, as Bill mentioned, who are providing uh, finances. So they're they're in effect giving external grants to uh, BPALC uh, faculty to students who are working on projects related to BPALC uh, programming and ideas and um, uh, we're really welcoming you know different points of view on campus as, as long as they um, are related to these you know basic perspectives about encouraging open discourse and uh, um, encouraging the kind of Mark, critical Mark, if I can cut in here um, the, the original intent <clears throat> going back about two years ago was for 
uh, Father Paul's program on campus, the BPAL, to be an on-campus uh, center uh, for intellectual diversity and diverse viewpoints on campus. For various reasons, um, the administration was unable to do that. So the, the origin of Open Discourse Coalition was to, to provide the support services um, and the facilities off campus for the Bucknell program that were not being provided by the, the, the school itself. Is there a mission for the Open Discourse Coalition? Absolutely. Uh, our mission is to restore viewpoint diversity to higher education, starting first and foremost at Bucknell. But we'd, uh, if we can, if we can uh, succeed at Bucknell, we're hoping we uh, we will have a model that is replicable for other college campuses across the United States. And the deliverables. What will be the work of the coalition? The uh, the deliverables will be. Um, be seen in the uh, type of uh, debates and the uh, the uh, reception to those debates that we're able to have on campus. We're also having our first um, uh, non-credit because uh, Bucknell uh, would not uh, offer it as a four-credit course, despite the fact that it had been offered for years as one. We are open discourses also offering its first. Uh, curriculum um, offering uh, this fall uh, a, uh, an, an intense immersion course held on Saturdays, that's right, Saturdays, for college students um, on the history of leadership. Um, and, and that course uh, currently, despite not being not for credit, is filled with a wait list. Um, so our, our measurables will be the reception to our, our public events, uh, like the lecture series we're planning, as well as um, our curricular efforts, um, starting with this uh, leadership seminar in the fall, which is basically a, a beta test for a longer plan when our, our, our lecturers come to campus. We, we if, if all goes as planned, We'll ask them to stay over, perhaps for a weekend, to conduct um, seminars for the students on their topics of expertise. Paul, you want to elaborate on the mission and work of the coalition, please? Right. So I think ODC has also begun financing faculty research with students uh, this summer. Um, so there will be projects that students will be working on. Um, both in the sciences and in the humanities, um, and uh, you know, serious academic work, uh, but work that might not be otherwise uh, supported for various reasons. Uh, the faculty also have, um, um, even prior to the ODC emerging, uh, we've developed some courses in line with these um, criteria or goals. Um, you know, such as a, a Bible as literature course, a totalitarian studies course, a course on um, diverse um, music and literature and American history and perspectives on that. Um, those are examples of, of 
courses that the faculty and BPALC um, have developed to address some of these concerns that ODC is now providing us with um, funding and logistical support, staffing support. The space in the building is great. This is the old Sovereign Bank building in downtown Lewisburg, originally the Lewisburg Trust from generations ago. It's a great uh, classical pillared building right across from the post office. A lot of great space for student study carols, for faculty research offices, for events, receptions, things that will be open to the community as well. Um, and, and also that leadership seminar that Bill will be teaching in the fall. And one of the unique features of that leadership seminar is that students will receive uh, grants for successfully completing the non-credit seminar. But it's a wonderful opportunity to study with someone like Bill who has all the, the great teaching and uh, life and professional experiences that he does. And this leadership course was extremely popular across generations of Bucknell students when it was offered on campus. So it's great to keep it going for new generations of students in this new form. All right, we only have a few minutes left, but uh, I need you both to work very hard to save the U.S. of A. <laughs> we'll start out with uh, Paul. How are you going to do that? <laughs> well, you know, we do it. We work on it one heart and one mind at a time, and I think we've got great students at Bucknell. They're curious. They're smart. They're open, and uh, we just want to encourage that. And I think we have a lot of good colleagues at Bucknell. I think uh, there are some who are loudly ideological, and um, we want to uh, encourage everybody in the Bucknell community who shares our interest in diverse and open perspectives to join with us and partner with us. And I, I think we'll see more of that in the future as we're more uh, out there and, and highlight our efforts. Uh, thanks. Uh, also to the support of ODC and its new presence in downtown Bucknell, downtown Lewisburg, excuse me. Bill, an additional remark, please. Yes, thank you. I, I want to emphasize that um, this, is, this is an effort that, that um, primarily involves Bucknell students and tries to help Bucknell students uh, with a, a more fulsome education. Having said that, I'll reemphasize that we can't do it without support and encouragement from the local community. So if anybody's listening, www.opendiscoursecoalition.org, um, we, we would appreciate your financial support. We'd also uh, appreciate your attendance at all of our events because we, we never get too old to, to stop learning. and. Um, I'm looking forward to the speaker series in the fall, to some events we have planned at our center, perhaps an art exhibit uh, by a well-known artist. And uh, those will be uh, free and open to the, uh, the general community of the central Susquehanna Valley. So I, I look forward to this being a collaborative effort, uh, increasing the ties between the Bucknell community and the larger Susquehanna, central Susquehanna Valley community. 
On the Newsline with us now, Paul Sievers is the director of the formerly on-campus Bucknell Program for American Leadership and Citizenship, an associate professor of literary studies at Bucknell. He's a deacon in the Russian Orthodox Church at Lewisburg, serves as an advisor for uh, one of the religious groups on the Bucknell campus. And Bill Groover's on the line. He's a senior fellow at the Open Discourse Coalition. They now have a building in downtown Lewisburg. He's a professor emeritus of management at Bucknell University, former mayor of Eagles Mayor and a U.S. Navy veteran and a former submariner, he also a former general partner at Goldman Sachs. Thank you both so much for calling in today. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Mark.